Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody, and welcome to NFL Live. We have so much to get to on this Friday. The commanders sit at number two in the draft, but both of our analysts today have concerns about a young quarterback in that offense. We're going to explain why. And for the Patriots, it's the start of the post-Bill Belichick era. Here, what the most important thing is for New England to get right this offseason. Plus, a behind-the-scenes look at Super Bowl 48 in the Super Bowl soundtracks. Wait till you hear the Chiefs' reaction to winning it all. As we welcome you to NFL Live, getting this weekend kicked off with Mina Kimes, Tim Hasselbeck, and Jeff Darlington. And Jeff, let's get right into the breaking news of the day. Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo suspended for two games. What's the latest? That's right. Uh, it is a PED suspension. So a two-game suspension for performance-enhancing drugs. Now, this is related, according to Adam Schefter, to a prescription that he was taking that he did not get the proper clearance from the NFL to be taken. This does happen from time to time. But this one comes with extremely harsh consequences. Not only will Garoppolo face a two-game suspension as the likelihood of the Raiders will release him, but this is likely to void the guarantees for 2024 worth $11.25 million. That's what this could ultimately cost Jimmy Garoppolo. He is not expected to appeal, according to Schefter. So again, a harsh penalty for what was already going to be a harsh offseason for Jimmy Garoppolo. Wow. And with Antonio Pierce as the new head coach, Tom Telesco, the new GM, here we have the Raiders looking for a new quarterback. As Jeff said, that's irrespective of what just happened. They also have the 13th pick in the draft. Mina, who would you like to see at QB there in Vegas? Yeah, where... I think this is interesting for Las Vegas is, as Jeff said, it already seemed like they were going to move on from Garoppolo, and they already had a fair amount of cap space. Now they have even more, over $50 million. So when we talk about who's going to play quarterback for them next year, um, you start considering not options just in the draft, but also in free agency. Specifically, Kirk Cousins, who is a free agent, I think most people agree is going to be probably the highest paid uh, free agent quarterback. And there's certainly a possibility he'll return to Minnesota. But if the Raiders were, take a, would, were uh, open to taking a swing on him, I think they'd be able to afford his contract. And, and I would... I would like that for them because I think it's a good destination. This is an offensive line that's played better recently. They still have good skill players and a defense that you saw really improve in the second half of last season under uh, their then interim now uh, permanent head coach Antonio Pierce. So I, I would like Las Vegas to make a run at Kirk uh, and see if they can entice him to leave Minnesota and come south. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, I mean, and I think that Kirk Cousins is probably unanimously in terms of somebody that could be available, probably the top guy on most people's, you know, board in regards to that. But I also think that exploring other options, because I do think there's a chance that Kirk ends up back in Minnesota. And if that were to be the case, look, I know that Seattle just picked up the roster bonus of Geno Smith, but I, he would be a relatively inexpensive option that would also, I believe, 
kind of provide stable and above average quarterback play. So I would at least be intrigued with what Seattle was thinking. I'd be definitely interested in potentially going the draft route, even if you had to move a few spots in the draft to get a young player. Uh, and then I'd also, as we hear about, you know, destinations for Justin Fields, I would want to be involved in that game as well if I were the Raiders. So I actually believe that there are a lot of options and many of them good for the Raiders as they reboot things with Antonio Pierce. And Tim, we have to thank you for leading us right into our next story here. It's as if we were reading your mind, all right? <laughs> the Seahawks, uh, they are going to let Geno Smith collect on his contract that became fully guaranteed today, the tune of $12.7 So he's expected to remain on the roster this week, according to Shefty. Still could be traded before March 18th. He also has bonuses uh, totaling close to $10 million, which kick in on that date. And his cap hit for next season ranks 12th among quarterbacks. So given all of that, as we go back to Jeff, what can you tell us about the Hawks plans at quarterback going forward? Well, the good news, Hannah, here is that they do recognize the value in Geno Smith. You know, Tim talked about the type of bargain that he could be for another team. Well, the Seahawks also recognize what a bargain he could be for their team. So they will guarantee that $12.7 million for this coming season. They view him, though, not merely as a, a, a solid quarterback for their team, but if they were to decide to go another direction, a great asset to have for a potential trade partner. Now, this is a scenario where he is the 18th highest paid quarterback in the league. So very literally mid-tier quarterback in terms of that pay slot. So he'll stay around for now. That doesn't mean that he'll definitely be with the Seahawks for week one of 2024, but it does mean that possibility remains but also that another team would have to give up something to get him. It's going to be 34 next season, and Geno Smith was really forced to air it out last season as the Hawks struggled to establish a consistent run game. They ran the ball on just 35% of their offensive plays. They averaged fewer than 93 yards rushing per game. That, as you might expect, ranked in the bottom five in the NFL. New offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb plans to change that this season. Take a listen. He's great. He's a competitor. He wants to be coached. He wants to be the best. Um, you know, he, he, it means a lot to him. You know, and just hearing his story and his growth as a player and a person is, is inspiring, honestly. That's what, you know, ultimately you need a guy that can lead, be smart, tough, and dependable, and, and make good decisions. And I think Gino is more than capable of doing that. All right, so let's go to our Hawks expert, uh, Mina Kimes. Uh, she has her finger on the pulse of this team, as always. And we know Grubb was there um, at UW with Michael Penix yeah. Jr., right? So just something to think about as we move forward. What's the most important thing for this offense, do you think? Yeah, well, first I'll say, I really like the Ryan Grubb hire because of the creativity we saw from him at the college level. Obviously, uh, that UW offense had a lot of personnel advantages quarterback, skilled players, offensive line at times. Um, but what, something he did there that I think will translate and will be very important uh, for the Seahawks offense is he threw to run, by which I mean we, we think of the UW offense as being bombs away, which they were. But when defenses played the pass aggressively and there was a structural incentive to run the ball, 
He did, and he ran it well uh, with the Huskies. And that's something that Seattle was not able to do last year. In fact, for all this talk about trading Geno Smith, they had the sixth best offense, passing attack, pardon me, in football by DVOA, but 18th running the ball. Even though they faced a ton of too high shells, uh, they still could not run the ball efficiently. So I think that's job number one for him. It's not just about scheme. It's about personnel, the offensive line as well. But if he can bring a little bit more balance to this offense, I think both the passing and the rushing attack will flourish. Yeah, I, listen, I, I think you're exactly right in terms of getting back to the run game and emphasis on the run game. And really, a lot of times you see guys, it can get lopsided in college based on, you know, maybe the talent discrepancy that you're yeah. dealing with at that level. At the pro level, it's completely different. So you do need, at a minimum, to be able to situationally run the football. I think what's great about an Evan Geno Smith there is that you have a 34-year-old quarterback. You mentioned it, Hannah. He's played in a lot of offenses. He is a smart quarterback that you can actually put a lot on his plate to help you get into good run game, you know, calls, to help you get into good situations in terms of your pass protection. Like, I think that is one of the real great benefits of coming in and having Geno Smith as your quarterback because, it, because of that, because of what you can kind of put on him initially, especially if you add another younger quarterback to be there. So uh, he is a good decision maker and one that you can put a lot on. And I think that helps you develop your run game. I find it so fascinating that because Pete Carroll didn't go anywhere to coach, he's still there. You know, what kind of say is he going to have in some of these decisions moving forward? I know it's a very interesting situation. All right, guys, back with you in a bit, but we want to get an update from Kansas City. Investigators there are trying to untangle who's responsible for the shooting at the Chiefs Super Bowl parade, killing a local disc jockey, 44-year-old mother of two, Lisa Lopez Galvan, injuring 22 others. Just a scene of celebration that quickly turned into tragedy. Thousands sent into a panic, many of them young people people and children as are a number of the victims. Coley Harvey has been reporting from Kansas City for the last few days. He joins us live with some developments this afternoon. Coley, what's the latest? Uh, Hannah, I can share that the two people who were detained after the shooting today have been formally charged. They are young people. They are juveniles, uh, as defined by the, the system here in Kansas City. And uh, so it was the, the juvenile, uh, the family and juvenile court system that officially levied those charges. They are gun-related charges as well as resisting arrest. We just moments ago got this statement from Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves. Uh, she said that she's grateful for the charges uh, of these two juveniles who hurt innocent people and simultaneously scarred an entire community. She also goes on to say they will not stop uh, continuing their investigation. It sounds like they may be looking into other uh, uh, people who, who uh, carried out parts of this, uh, this shooting event. This all comes as ESPN today had a chance to catch up with two of the men who were responsible for tackling one of the uh, now detained suspects. Uh, and we had a chance to talk to those men today. Here's a little bit of what they had to say about those harrowing moments he's down here just hollering at the top of his lungs to catch this guy somebody catch him somebody tackle him somebody take him down somebody tackle him and i'm like and i look and i see this guy running as fast as he can and i'm like okay i got the right angle i got and i just did what i did you know i didn't think about nothing it was just reaction so at first paul and i looked at each other we got it you know 
I remember that. And then they, they start yelling, gun, gun, gun. So I try to reach under his stomach and feel for a gun. All for all, I know he's going to pull a gun out and shoot. So I'm digging for this gun and um, I don't see it. And then I see his arm come up. Like, so I know he doesn't have a gun and I don't know. So I just started hitting him in his ribs there. He had a lot of energy, you know, so he was young. He had a lot of energy, you know, he had a lot of fight in him, you know, but I knew I'd have, I had to have more fight than he did because I can't let him, I can't let him get up because I don't know if he has another weapon somewhere in that jacket or his jeans or his, you know, I don't know. So I just knew I, I, I had to fight harder than his fight. And I, and I, and I, and I believe I did. Now, Hannah, we did mention uh, at the top that there was, of course, a woman who died, that being Lisa Lopez Galvan. Uh, two of her relatives were also, uh, actually three of her relatives were also um, part of this, two of them being uh, nieces, that being uh, Malia and Madison Reyes. Uh, they were inside the Children's Mercy Hospital earlier this week. They are among those uh, who've had, who have been discharged. There is still one child out of all the uh, 11 children who were taken to that hospital, 12 people total one child still remains there today so that has been some of the promising updates uh, but as for Malia and Madison their family uh, issued a statement today saying that they are incredibly grateful for the support that both girls have been receiving as well as their entire family uh, both girls were shot in their legs uh, they underwent surgery and will be in cast for several weeks some other good news for the girls as part of the distraction uh, just uh, earlier this week Patrick Mahomes as well as his wife Brittany went over to the hospital paid a visit to both Malia and Madison. So uh, that's just one way that the Chiefs have been trying to uh, help heal part of their community, Hannah. And I'm sure that will be ongoing and just uh, really incredible the heroism of those two individuals that happened to be at that parade and the, the lives that they may have saved and what they did in the moment is just absolutely inspiring. Coley Harvey, thank you so much reporting from Kansas City and also few other developments here. There has been a GoFundMe set up to benefit that family that Coley was talking about of Lisa Lopez Galvan, the mother of two who was killed. Uh, Taylor Swift, who's been so closely associated with the Chiefs, of course, this season, she donated $100,000 and added a note expressing her deepest sympathies and condolences. And then the Chiefs also announcing this in partnership with United Way, Greater Kansas City, uh, they've launched KC Strong, an emergency response fund supporting victims and their families, violence prevention and mental health services and first responders. So the Chiefs, the Hunt Family Foundation, the NFL, uh, all supporting this cause, have started it off with a $200,000 donation, ensuring that they're helping the victims and first responders in the immediate aftermath of this tragedy on Wednesday. Much more to come on NFL Live. We go inside the sights and the sounds of Super Bowl 58, all the behind-the-scenes moments of the biggest game of the year. Plus, the NFL draft loaded with wide receivers. Could we see Buffalo grab one with their first pick, or should their focus be somewhere else? We discuss it next on NFL Live. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. NFL Live is brought to you by American Idol. New episodes Sunday at 8, 7 central. Stream on Hulu. And KFC's 349 Smash Potato Bowl. It's finger licking good. Marvin Harrison Jr., what a whale of a player. Caught by Marvin Harrison for a 10-yard TD grab. Third TD for Marvin. Great player like his dad. Bigger than Marvin Harrison Sr. And the same business-like, work-like approach. Throws it to the end zone, complete for a touchdown. Marvin Harrison. Oh, Marvin was marvelous. He's a gamer, he's a baller, and you will want Marvin Harrison Jr. on your football team. Marvin Harrison Jr. at the top of the class of receivers in this year's draft. Let's dive into some landing spots for those receivers from Field Yates Mock Draft 1.0. All right, Tim Harrison goes number four overall to Arizona. What do you think of that fit? Uh, I think it's a great fit because it's a massive need, I, I believe, for Arizona. And, you know, on the other side of it, you know, by all accounts, He's, you know, about as good of a prospect coming out of the wide receiver position we've seen in a very long time. So uh, I think in terms of team need, how high in the draft he's going because of how he's rated as a prospect, it feels like that is a great fit. Seems like it makes a lot of sense. And look, there's going to be changes uh, there in Arizona, but what they do need is better production out of the quarterback position. The receiver will help that. Yeah, and Hollywood Brown, a free agent, need a healthy Kyler. All right, Malik Neighbors out of LSU goes at six to the Giants in the mock. Amina, what do you think of that? I'm torn on this one, Hannah. So, first of all, Neighbors is an incredible prospect. If Marvin Harrison Jr. wasn't, as Tim talked about, generational, he would be the first wide receiver taken in many drafts. Just electric with the ball in his hands, truly tilts the field in a way that New York very much needs. However, 
They also really need to fix that offensive line because outside of the left tackle, Andrew Thomas, question marks across the board that have made this offense really hard to function. And there are some very enticing offensive line prospects. Olu Fashani from Penn State still on the board. So I think that'll be the decision to make. Do you want to go with the electric skill player or do you want to address the offensive line? Uh, luckily for New York, this is a draft rich in both. Yeah, because those old linemen go off the board really quickly, the good ones. At seven, the Titans take Rome Odunze out of Washington. Tim, how do you like this for Tennessee? I actually like this quite a bit. I don't know that they'll go this direction. It's probably a good thing for the Titans and other teams that it's such a deep wide receiver class. We're talking about three really good players inside the top 10. Look, they haven't really gotten it right, um, you know, in Tennessee at the wide receiver position really since the move from A.J. Brown. Obviously, they drafted Traylon Burks. That's kind of had, you know, its ups and downs. You look at the veteran receivers they've signed, that those haven't really panned out. And so with that, yeah, Odunze is a really talented player. And as they try to get their quarterback situation better, a star receiver certainly helps. Yeah, we'll see who actually is going to throw to said receiver. Uh, later in the first round, the Bills take Brian Thomas Jr., another receiver out of LSU. Mina, what do you think of the fit there? Yeah, the benefit of this being such a stacked wide receiver draft is a guy like Brian Thomas Jr. is available at the end of the first round, despite the fact that he is uh, an incredible talent. Of course, Blake Neighbors' teammate takes the top off of defenses, which is something that the Bills really need with Gabe Davis, who's their wide receiver too, being a free agent. Uh, don't think they'll move on from Stephon Diggs. I think he complements well with Brian Thomas Jr. as more of the refined route runner, runner working underneath, so I would like this a lot. And I think something like uh, this, which is to say a player like Thomas Jr. is sorely needed in this Bills offense next year. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Diggs. Seven straight games without a touchdown, and we saw a lot of drama really from the get-go there. All right, so all three of you, now that we have you back, and we know the Bills tied for the most wins by any team over a five-year span did not go to the Super Bowl. Oh, no, more disappointment. So, Tim, what's their biggest priority this offseason? I think there needs to be a general philosophical change with just – Kind of how they do things, you know, philosophy-wise, offensively and defensively. I think offensively, they're just they're way too dependent on Josh Allen to put a cape on and, and be Superman. Uh, and I think you go back to Sean McDermott's time before Josh Allen arrived, look, they were playing good defense. They were okay, you know, eating up clock, running the football. And, and so with that, I think there needs to be a general philosophy change. I think you need to kind of reinvest on the defensive side of the ball because – Players have gotten older, and some of them are going to be moving on. And so I think that's an area of emphasis. And then I think that some of the changes you saw once Joe Brady took over of running the football more, I think those things need to happen. I think you need to kind of invest in your roster accordingly. Yeah, I'm in agreement with Tim that I think they need to make investments on defense. Offense, I, I think some of the picks they made in recent years last year, taking the guard of Sirens Torrance, uh, the tight end, Don Kincaid, will help a lot. But defensively this is a group that needs to get younger and faster and because of the contracts they've given out in recent years um, they're really up against it with the cap they'd have to restructure a couple of these Josh Allen's of course contract comes to mind immediately I would look at Deion Dawkins it's not a massive salary that you can spread out but you can do a bit of restructuring there the contract that really I struggle with is Von Miller um, because you don't want to restructure that to the point where you can't move on next year because his production this year certainly wasn't commensurate with that deal. However, they desperately uh, need edge rushing talent. And if you're not getting it from him, you're going to have to get it 
in the draft, uh, which is going to be tricky, of course, as well. So, so basically, they have to nail all of their draft picks, and if they give out any contracts with that restructured money, uh, they have to do a better job than they have in recent years. I would look at a team like Kansas City that has done an excellent job doing that. Yeah, Von Miller is a is especially interesting conundrum. Mina, you mentioned him. You see his salary there. This is a situation that facing the Bills moving forward, Brandon Bean, the general manager and the head coach and Sean McDermott have made very clear that they saw uh, improved play coming off of that torn ACL by Von Miller, but ultimately the worst statistical year of his career. They have been supportive of him, saying that they expect him to be back this coming season and better uh, than ever, back to where they expected him to be before this torn ACL. We also should bring up, though, there is currently an NFL investigation into his previous arrest back in November when he was accused of assaulting the mother of his children. We can also point out that uh, the alleged victim in that case has since come forward and said nothing happened. Uh, Von Miller himself has, has said that it was a 100% false. But the NFL continues to investigate, and that comes with its own sort of situation. He could face discipline in that regard, which could void guarantees. Uh, this just isn't over yet, but for now, the team being supportive of Von Miller's future. And to your point about his production, played in 12 games, zero sacks. And he's going to be 35 in March. All right, coming up next on NFL Live, Click Kingsbury has headlined the additions on Dan Quinn's coaching staff there in our nation's capital. But stay tuned to hear why Mina says this offense may not be ideal for a young quarterback. That's next on NFL Live. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This weekend, MetLife Stadium will host the NHL's next two outdoor games on ABC and ESPN+. Saturday, the Flyers square off against the Devils at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. And Sunday, it's the Rangers and the Islanders at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs turn it 10-0 late in the first half of that Super Bowl before rallying to win in overtime. As you know, Mahomes overcoming a double-digit deficit in all three of his Super Bowl wins. All other quarterbacks in NFL history have combined to do that four times. Combined to do it four times. Tom Brady, the only other QB to do it multiple times. Here are the best sights and sounds from the Chiefs' win. Hey, this is our moment. Go out there and take that. Them boys got exactly what the 
globe. We gotta go take that today. They don't dominate like we dominate. They ain't made nobody like us. What would you do? What would you give? What will you lay on the line? Believe in confident. Exhale doubt. Second ten. They throw laterally. Caught by Jennings, who then throws back the other way. Caught on the far side. McCaffrey, 25, 20, 15, 10. Touchdown, yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. That's sick. Levi, that's all we got to do. They can't with us. Niners are one of three on third down. Brock Purdy retreats on the Super Bowl logo. Being pressured. Kansas City chases him and sacks him. You got that. Get that. Keep it playing their ass off. One drive. Turn the momentum. Let's go. Cut. Mahomes. Fighting for the end zone. Wide open. Cut. Touchdown. Let's go. We got an overtime game. Damn. Look how important that damn block field goal was. We got to win them. We're going to win this overtime. You good with the toss? Yeah. Hell of a game, dog. Let's do this thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is tails. We'll receive. They want it, they can have it. They want it. They want the ball. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. We won the toss, we're gonna kick off too. We got what we wanted. Come on now. Go score again. They stand right here, D. Over through Jawan Jennings. Way to fight, boys. Way to bend that break, baby. Let's go, baby. Let's go, let's go. Hey, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Make them earn everything, none cheap. What would you get for this moment, man? All right. A field goal would extend the overtime. A touchdown would win the game. Mahomes is going to run at 30-yard line. 25-20. Mahomes inside the 15. This is the third time the Chiefs have been inside the 10 in this game, and they've not had a touchdown in those circumstances. Hey, so I got trick right bunch. F. Shuttle. Tom and Jerry right yellow. Cut. Play action fake. Right side drop. In 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back -back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs. You're the man! I love you, brother. Always, dog. Always, Always dog. dog. I appreciate everything you are, man. Absolutely. Love you, brother. Back-to-back, -back, baby. That's another echelon. Back-to-back. That's a different tier. Legendary, man. I can't say anything. I want to get three, though. I love it. Jeff Darlington was there. I mean, how lucky are you? That was just an incredible game. There's so much. I wish we could just talk about that uh, for another hour. Everything we heard there. But uh, let's get to some offseason storylines for the Chiefs. And uh, well, we saw Andy Reid practically tackling Chris Jones after the game. He was so happy. Chris Jones was such a huge part of that win and obviously of that season after missing the first game. Uh, what are their plans for him, first and foremost? Well, yeah, Henna, given some of the dissension of last offseason and the holdout you just alluded to, uh, it, it shows you how far they've come and how tight they remain. The question is, will we just go through that whole thing again this coming year? Chris Jones, once again, he did a one-year deal to get him through this season. But there's this interesting layer 
the Chiefs today picked up an option on his contract that will pay him upwards of $4 million that retain the ability to franchise tag him again this year. A little bit nuanced here, we won't go too into the weeds, but basically this is setting the stage for yet another contract negotiation between Chris Jones and the Chiefs. Jones has alluded to the fact in the Super Bowl parade that he wants to be there, but it absolutely will not come cheap. We'll continue to keep an eye on that. Now, much more unfortunate news here. Drake Greenlaw did uh, undergo Achilles surgery. We saw him here as he's uh, running onto the field. Just awful. Uh, tears his Achilles there, was done for that game, and now will endure the long road of a recovery from a torn Achilles. Obviously, nobody putting a timeline on that yet. Um, we've seen people try to come back fast, but we know mm. that this is a very difficult injury. Hannah, one that uh, the recovery will start today. Yeah, those two picks against the Packers. I mean, it's so critical to his team getting to the Super Bowl. Yep. Certainly, we wish him well. All right, to a team that dearly wishes uh, that they could get that far. Uh, let's talk about the Commanders. That is quite a pivot as they continue to overhaul their organization with new ownership in place. Hiring Dan Quinn as their head coach, holding that number two overall pick in the draft and naming their new offensive coordinator, Cliff Kingsbury, who was asked about his role yesterday. Take a listen. Being able to just focus on the offense um, will be great. You know, Dan has, has a bunch on his plate. I've, I've sat in that seat, and so you're dealing with the entire picture. Uh, with me now, it's, it's focusing on that group and, and trying to maximize who we are personnel-wise, coaching staff-wise, and being the best we can um, just in that area. So to be able to back up and, and do that again is exciting, to put all that focus just into that um, and ready to get to work. All right, I'm hearing him say it's a lot easier than being a head coach, uh, Mina. What should this commander's <laughs> offense look like? You know, Hannah, uh, obviously it depends on what quarterback they take. And job number one is designing an offense around the skills of the quarterback. Uh, but I can't help but think to the playoffs where we saw two young quarterbacks, Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud, play such incredible football in pretty similar offenses both of their teams their offensive coordinators had them you know under center a lot of play action they were booting out a lot of motion to give them a man zone indicators very quarterback friendly offenses and then you think back to what the offense looked like in Arizona with Kyler Murray under Kingsbury putting him in the gun spreading things out uh, air raid and I am concerned that you might draft a quarterback who would be better suited for one of the offenses I talked about before. So my hope is that uh, Cliff has some, some flexibility when it comes to designing an offense around the skills of a young quarterback, and then he's willing to use all of the tools we have seen other offenses use to great effect in terms of putting that quarterback in a position to succeed. I completely agree. With this. I think this is a surprising hire, especially when you think about you know, Dan Quinn becoming the head coach, a defensive-minded yeah. guy, understanding that sometimes how you play offense really impacts what your defense ends up looking like. Now, look, Cliff, I think it's fair to say, you know, because of his background, has a very interesting and attractive appeal in terms of the passing game. And, look, he's worked with good passers, and he finds ways to get guys open. I guess I would just say that, like, there is also an element for any of these young quarterbacks that we assume could end up in Washington, and we kind of all probably feel that that will happen early in the draft. You want those guys to develop, and I think that part of them developing is a lot of what Mina referenced. Yes, you'll be in the shotgun like everyone is, 
But playing under center matters as well. And there's a lot that can happen from under center to help you develop as a quarterback and make life a little bit easier for you. So I just think there's so much. Uh, I would just hope that the offense looks somewhat different because whether it's Drake May, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, whomever it is, uh, you want them to grow. And you, I don't know that you truly do if you don't end up taking it all on. Yeah, you look at C.J. Stroud. I mean, it was the system, uh, the people around him and everything, in addition to obviously his considerable skill set and maturity uh, that helped him succeed. But it has to be the right fit. We always say that. It has to be the right fit. All right, coming up on NFL Live uh, with a new head coach in Atlanta, could we see their offense finally live up to its potential? Mina tells us which quarterback she'd like to see the Falcons go after to well, get them back into the postseason. Stay tuned. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. James Harris was the first African-American quarterback to begin an NFL season as a starter. In 1969, he was drafted by the Buffalo Bills and was seventh on the depth chart to open training camp. But by the beginning of that season, he was named the starter and in 1974 was selected to the Pro Bowl. Recap starring the one, the only, Jeff Darlington, who never met a camera flashbulb that he did not like. And he was there hobnobbing with all the stars. We're going to take a look at a little over a week ago. First, his chat with Jets owner, Woody Johnson. Well, I know that uh, we that's where we want to go. And we've got a lot to fix. And so this year, we're going to fix it. <laughs> and we're going to get where we have to be. Easier said than done. How? How are you going to do it? Well, I mean, I think we're, we're doing a, a lot of different things organizationally to try to get better, make better decisions. You know, we've got to fix our offense, you know, and, uh, and I think we'll do that. Aaron Rodgers will be back, and we'll protect him, and we'll get the flow and get into it. And uh, defense is pretty good, yeah. pretty good, and it would be better if our offense could do something. You know, that's obvious. Jeff, wait, no tucks, Jeff? Okay. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about. <laughs> I mean, you went with the three feet. Okay, uh, Woody, the Jets. What'd you take away from that? 
What's that tuxedo place that you rent from and prom? It was closed out there yeah. in Vegas, so I had to just go with the three pieces. Okay, that. all right. Uh, look, Woody Johnson uh, is is obviously being uh, very transparent there. The frustrations were with the offense. We all know that. We all understand it. And he made that very clear even after that question, that he, it was awful for him to watch from the moment that Aaron Rodgers went down. He did say something else peculiar, that Robert Sala would actually take more of a role on the offense this year uh, and let the defense do what it's been doing. Sala being a defensive guy, that certainly raises some eyebrows, and we'll uh, have to see how that one goes. Uh, yeah, no mystery what the Jets need to do uh, as it pertains to their offense there, Rodgers coming back. That's fixed this offensive line. Unfortunately, there's more than one spot that needs to be fixed on that offensive line. I would argue both tackle positions need to be addressed. Uh, they do have a premium draft pick and a draft that's very well stocked uh, when it comes to the offensive line, but I wouldn't be surprised if they delve into free agency as well to, in order to get some depth there because heaven knows they will need it. I'm still thinking about that Robert Sala thing. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you, Jeff. That's, that's crazy. All right. To Jeff on the red carpet. And this time he is talking to Bucks quarterback Baker Mayfield. We know he's set to become a free agent, but asked about, well, all those good times in Tampa. Take it away, Jeff. Just for me, hitting the reset button in Tampa. Um, great organization. They allowed me to be who I am. And for me, that, that meant everything. Just to, to be the person I am, be the leader, and have fun playing football again. So it was awesome. For me, free agency, it's, I'm going to have the same approach. going to find a good organization that can allow me to have success and put me in a good spot. So obviously, Tampa's a spot that I know firsthand does that. So, um, But we'll see. We're taking it one day at a time. Jeff, what does the future hold for Baker Mayfield? Baker there. I mean, he implies that he does like Tampa, but also implies in his wording there that it's not just going to be Tampa or nothing. Like, he's going to have an open mind, especially from a monetary standpoint. But I can tell you this. General Manager Jason Light in Tampa loves Baker Mayfield. Baker absolutely fits perfectly. He is the perfect puzzle piece for this Bucks team and that Bucks community. So, I hope it works out for them. I just say, I, there's never been an NFL reporter more fit for the red carpet than Jeff Darlington. Like, <laughs> he doesn't need a tuxedo. Oh, my gosh. Like, how comfortable does Jeff look there? Look, I, here's what I would say. I, I think Baker, look, because of how it turned around, that, that's the perfect fit for him. Like, Jeff in the red carpet, I guess. <laughs> like, I know he's going to lose his offensive coordinator or has lost him. But I think that he was able to go in kind of that competitiveness. His leadership style was a great fit for that team. And I think it makes sense for there to be a return. Yeah, I vote that we send Jeff to the Oscars. I think the Grammys, all of it. Let's go, Jeff. But in the meantime, Falcons running back Bijan Robinson talking to Jeff about his new head coach. Here you go. I have, um, like, I think like 15 minutes after he got after he got hired, me and him got on the phone, and we started talking. And I can't tell you, like, he's one dude that that will motivate you to to want to play right away. Just the conversation that we had, and just who he is as a person and as a coach, I'm I'm really excited to to really get to to work with him and, and get him here. Now, see, he looks great in that tux. Wow, I must say, uh, yeah. Jeff. What are the challenges for Morris going forward? Well, first of all, Tim, I absolutely despise being on the red carpet. Thank you very much. It was very uncomfortable for me to You're get lying. these guys to come over. I just wanted to go in the nice 
The Knights did. Look, listen, the Falcons right now have one of the most uh, better rosters in the NFL in terms of the offensive weapon, if they can get the quarterback around them. When the head coaching search was going on uh, this year, a lot of the head coaches that were in, in line for these jobs looked at that Falcon job as being the more coveted of the bunch. They're close, and Bijan Robinson is absolutely one of the guys that could get them there. Yeah, for the same reason that this roster was attractive to head coaches, I also think it should be attractive to uh, Kirk Cousins, who I'm naming yet again because he is the most desirable quarterback in free agency. But I also think he'd be a great fit for the Falcons offense in particular. This offensive line is very suited to a wide zone rushing attack. You can see Kirk Cousins uh, building the boot play action game off of that. I, I think there's a lot of appeal also with the skill players that they have. Of course, it comes down to the money, however. Yeah, I mean, and show me the money. Show me more Jeff Darlington on the reg. Tim, you are absolutely right about that. You are you are 100% I mean, right. I was I, I don't understand why he didn't get Tim. Kirk Cousins on the red carpet. Don't like, what were you, you doing, Jeff? <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, coming up next, the Patriots looking to build their franchise back into a contender under Gerard Mayo. Tim tells us what New England should do in the draft that is an absolute no-brainer, kind of like Jeff on the carpet. You do not want to miss this coming up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. UFC 298 is Saturday night, highlighted by the featherweight title main event. The main card begins at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific on pay-per-view, with the prelims at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on ESPN and ESPN Deportes. To order the main card in English and Spanish, go to ESPNPlus.com slash PPV. Well, it has been a very busy offseason in New England, beginning with Bill Belichick and the Pats, of course, parting ways after 24 seasons. Just a day later, Gerard Mayo was hired as their next head coach free agency less than a month away pats have several key free agents including both of their starting offensive tackles from this past season and safety kyle duggar and the good news for the patriots is that they entered this offseason with the most cap space in the nfl third overall pick in the draft too where field gates has them taking north carolina quarterback drake may so there's a lot of there there, Tim. What's the biggest thing they need to figure out this offseason? Well, look, I think the biggest thing is you have the greatest coach of all time leaving, which means there's a leadership void. And I think that that can't be overstated. I mean, just think about how large Bill Belichick loomed in that building, in that facility, in that organization. And so I think that is... Probably the biggest thing that you need to try to figure out, all right, 
Yes, Gerard Mayo is the, the head coach, but what does the rest of the leadership look like there? And a big part of that is quarterback and getting that piece right because they've gotten it wrong since Tom Brady left. That's right. It, it would be different, uh, Tim, if Bill Belichick was leaving, but Tom Brady was still the quarterback or they had some continuity there. But it's such a moment of transition for both the coaching staff, the front office and the roster. And that's what makes things sort of tricky in New England. I, I think the Patriots at three is the most fascinating pivot point in the draft. Uh, we all, I believe, agree that quarterbacks will go one, two, possibly three or the Patriots might trade down. There's a lot else that they can do on that roster. Maybe they trade for Justin Fields. They add skill players. They really need help there. The offensive line. I really don't know. I mm -hmm. think it's going to depend on their evaluation of the quarterbacks and who goes one and two. But they have a number of options to choose from, which makes the, live, the, the, pardon me, the, the job of the front office all the more difficult. Yeah, let's just ask the GM about that. Oh, wait. That might be a problem. Okay, uh, one more thing before we leave. C.J. Stroud, how about this? He was with Tank Dell. They were at Travis Scott's HBCU Celebrity Softball Classic at Minute Maid Park in Houston. He was the MVP, Tim. What do you think of his swing? I, I mean, I'm not going to be critical of it. He was so good this year. Is it a little long? Sure. Can he compact it up a little bit? Yeah, he can, but I, listen, that's pretty good.